This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. As Oxford University halts its vaccine trial, we're looking into the significance of the suspension in the global race for a jab. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. A cup of coffee, a slice of toast and a coronavirus test. That's the vision for the future that Boris Johnson laid out on Wednesday, where Britons can lead a more normal life by testing themselves each morning with results in under 15 minutes. And the world we want to move to as fast as possible is a world in which we can take, everybody can take enabling tests at the beginning of the day, an antigen test to identify whether or not we have the virus or not, uh, within, uh, like a pregnancy test within 15 minutes or so, so that we know uh, whether we're able to live our lives as normally as possible. That's the vision that the health secretary and others have been sketching out over the last uh, few days. That's where we intend to get to. In the meantime, NHS Test and Trace is doing a heroic job. And today... A system like this is now set to be tested in indoor and outdoor venues in Salford from next month. The aim is to scale this up to processing millions of tests a day nationwide by next spring. It's certainly ambitious. The Prime Minister said on Wednesday that current testing capacity is at around 320,000 a day, though far fewer tests than that are actually being processed. All eyes then on one surefire way for normality to resume, a successful vaccine. And a hitch in the road to Oxford University's potential coronavirus vaccine came on Tuesday evening when it was announced that the trials were suspended because a participant in the UK had a suspected adverse reaction. The vaccine being trialled in a partnership between Oxford and pharmaceutical company AstraZeneca is one of the front runners in the race. So to find out whether this news is as disappointing as it might sound, I spoke to Dr Elisabetta Grappelli. She's a virologist and lecturer in global health at St George's University of London. And she started by telling me why the scale of this trial means this development isn't wholly out of the blue. And if we think that now the the vaccine trial has enrolled at least 18,000 people, it's kind of expected that something like this might happen. And Vaccine trials do tend to experience uh, uh, this and just take it into the stride. So it certainly has brought attention to the fact that not everything goes according to plan, even when it comes to science and vaccines. And therefore, there might be uh, you know, some slight delays in actually getting the results about safety and efficacy. But overall, it's not totally unexpected. And certainly, it's not reason to lose, lose hopes about vaccines, specifically this vaccine in particular. 
as you say, this does happen in vaccine trials. In fact, it's the second time that the Oxford-AstraZeneca trial has been paused since they started carrying out tests. Do we have any idea what kind of adverse reaction this might have been? Obviously, we should say that we don't know yet if it's connected to this vaccine trial. It could be completely unrelated. But Dr Capelli, what are you, what are you hearing? There hasn't been uh, official um, communications about exactly what is this uh, adverse illness that has been uh, diagnosed for one of the volunteers. However, there's been some unofficial reports uh, in the media that uh, actually the condition is uh, a uh, what is called traverse myelitis, which is an inflammatory condition of the spinal cord. And this uh, is normally caused by uh, viral infections, not necessarily vaccines, but probably the viral infection, and it can be of different, uh, but also origins from a bacterial infection, also related to other autoimmune diseases. So if this is true, of course, then that the, it will need to be investigated further if there's actually a link. But we also need to consider that uh, Volunteers in the human trials are, are in the clinical trials are human beings, and therefore, you know, it is possible that uh, they are exposed as they go about their lives to, to other viruses, to other pathogens, and therefore, the adverse side effects or the illness is not related to to the vaccination itself, but it's simply to the fact that out of eighteen thousand or thirty thousand people, someone will actually fall ill independently of the vaccination. That's true. These trials don't take place in a bubble, do they? Because they actually want people to be exposed both to the coronavirus and to other illnesses um, because that is how life is. Absolutely. There is no point in, in developing a vaccine if we if it doesn't work in real life. Mm. And so the phase three, so the larger scale phases of the trial, look at how the virus performs in real life, both in terms of safety and in terms of, as you pointed out, also efficacy. It's a little bit like uh, buying an umbrella. You know, you know, it looks like an umbrella and you open it up and it looks like it's going to work like an umbrella. But to be honest, you need real life rain <laughs> to actually show that it's going to give you protection. So this is what the phase three clinical trials are actually tasked to do. The Oxford team behind this potential vaccine and this decision, they described this voluntary pause as routine. Is it routine for vaccines being trialled to potentially cause adverse effects in their development? Or are they saying that it's routine to stop trials if this is suspected of happening? I think both are, are true in the sense that, uh, first of all, the protocols uh, and the regulations for uh, clinical trials are quite rigid and also very much skewed towards caution. And so much that uh, actually any incident that requires hospitalizations or a severe diagnosis actually automatically uh, makes uh, the, the trial to, to stop, at least uh, temporarily. So it's something that uh, it's built into the, the timelines uh, and the protocols. And in in fact, also, you know, this is why we do uh, clinical trials, because uh, these are new vaccines. And therefore, we can, we'd have to do the the experiments, if you want, the trials to see actually if something happens. But there are some countries, uh, notably China and Russia, who've begun inoculating some key workers with vaccines before those trials are over, whilst they're still in the third and the final stage of clinical trials, the same stage as the Oxford vaccine, in fact. What does the Oxford University decision to pause their clinical trials tell us about how different countries are treating the race to find a vaccine? 
I, I think that's uh, although obviously having uh, identifying an illness in a volunteer is certainly not not good news. It certainly shows that uh, the uh, Oxford trial and uh, the uh, pharma company behind it, AstraZeneca, are actually doing following by the book exactly what we expect them to do. Even if there is a lot of pressure in fast-tracking the, var- the vaccine and the development, it really looks like, uh, as we would expect and hope for, fast-tracking does not equate a shortcut so much that if something needs to be paused because the protocols require that, this is exactly what we're happening. So it definitely, uh, I would uh, support, you know, take this event as evidence that uh, in the UK, vaccine development is certainly putting safety first as we would expect. As far as other countries, uh, they have different regulations uh, and they have different agendas uh, and uh, we need to remember that even if something is uh, licensed, uh, for example in a specific country, uh, in order for it to be reaching the UK, it will actually have to meet UK regulations. So that's again faith in our system that actually not only for things that uh, are developed uh, on our own national soils, but also for anything else, uh, the standards are the same. Now, according to the World Health Organization, there are nearly 180 vaccine candidates being tested around the world. None of them have yet completed clinical trials. How positive are you feeling about the global race? Well, I, I do feel extremely positive. It's uh, certainly the fantastic aspect of this pandemic is having seen uh, the sheer amount of uh, science and developing that has been put into understanding the virus, but also tackling it when it comes to developing a, a vaccine. And uh, yeah, I think it's very, very important also that uh, there isn't just one direction when it comes uh, to developing vaccines, because as it comes with lots of viruses, but also the novel ones specifically, Specifically, uh, we don't know what's going to work. And so having different vaccines, and what I mean different vaccines, they're actually very different platforms. Obviously, that means that we, do, we are increasing our chances of success. So I am quite optimistic and very happy about uh, seeing the, the fantastic efforts that is going on all over the world. That old saying, many brains are better than one, comes to mind. Do you think that we would be increasing our chances of success even more if countries were to collaborate in a more joined up approach to finding a vaccine? Right. I think uh, I think a joined up approach is uh, absolutely important when it comes to actually rolling out the vaccine and making it available uh, to everybody. Um, I think when it comes to the the development stages, uh, um, I think it's not as, as important. I think there are countries with different expertise and uh, different means as well. And, uh, and it's OK also as a, you know, from a scientific point of view to pursue different scientific platforms when it comes to, to a vaccine. But certainly, the moment something works, it is imperative that there is a, a absolutely a joint effort to make this vaccine available to everybody, to everybody who needs it. And because this is a pandemic, it means every single human being on this planet. The rest of the coronavirus latest news. 
Social gatherings of more than six people will be made illegal from Monday after what the chief medical officer called a rapid uptick in the number of diagnosed cases in England. Anyone breaking the six-person rule will be liable to an £100 fine, which will double on repeat offences up to £3,200. It applies to adults and children indoors and outdoors and in venues such as pubs and restaurants. It'll mean a family of five will only be allowed to meet one grandparent at a time, while families of six or more will be banned from meeting meeting anyone at all. It's part of several changes happening from Monday. Pubs and restaurants in England will be forced to take customers' details for the test and trace programme. Up until now, that's been voluntary. Both Portugal and Italy have reported their highest daily increase in coronavirus cases since their lockdowns were lifted in May. Most of Portugal's 486 new cases were found in and around the capital of Lisbon, as well as the country's second city, Porto. New figures show the number of cases in Portugal is now around 23 per 100,000 people. When a country surpasses 20 cases per 100,000, it's typically removed from the UK's travel corridor list, meaning arrivals from Portugal could soon have to self-isolate for 14 days. Italy is currently recording 15.3 cases per 100,000 people. The UK is at 19 cases per 100,000 members of the population. If you'd like more information on any of those stories, head to the episode description where you'll find links to our full write-ups. I'll also put a link to a really useful article which tells you exactly what's allowed and what isn't when the lockdown rules change in England on Monday. If you're confused, give it a read and you'll be confused no longer. If you get hit by a paywall, don't click off. Just go to telegraph.co.uk slash audio, where you can become a Telegraph subscriber for free for 30 days. And after that, it's just £2 a week. On that page, you'll also find our student subscription offer of just £25 for one year's access to all of our journalism and our exclusive subscriber awards. Rewards, not awards. We should have subscriber awards. We don't yet. Watch this space. Perhaps you know a student who's going back to university after a rocky few months at home and you're looking for a present to brighten up their day. If you found this podcast helpful, do give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to this feed to make sure you don't miss my next update. Finally, if you'd like to get in touch, the email address is coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.